Hi everyone. Today I'm going to preach about something different. And I was just concerned about what's happening today in our society, in our lives. And I, wa I want to talk about the problems and why we're having so many problems here on earth. What is the real problem of the world? What's the problem? And that's what I want to talk about today. What causes problems in this world? More often than not, the world tries to simplify the problem. And we look at what's happening in the world today. And many times we don't address the root of the problem. We simply look at the symptoms of the problem. We look at how the general public views the problem of this world. You know, in the States, they would talk about guns are the problem. There are too many guns. Or some parent would say video games are the problems today. Some would say social media is the problem. Or in fact, some are saying problem with schools today. You know, they teach so many things that shouldn't be taught. Or there's mental health problems. Corruption is the problem of the nation. Greed is the problem. There's so much violence today. Some would say a lack of education. Some would say it's leadership problem. The government, the president of, uh, of the country is the problem. And the list goes on and on. Corruption. You know, let me just say, t tell you right now, that's not the real problem. Those are symptoms of the problem. As I just found out that the, there's a word called symptomatology. They talk about the symptoms and how to solve the symptoms of the problem. But today I want to talk about not just the symptoms, but the root of all the problems of the world. The truth is, what you're seeing in society are just symptoms of sin. Sin is the real issue, and no one wants to admit it. No one wants to admit it's their fault. It lies deep in the heart of people. Some people are saying, you know, if we just change the government. Let me tell you this. The problem starts and begins at home. Some complain about the government and the president, all of that. Well, you have problems too at home with your relationship, with your children. It starts at home at the lowest or deepest level. It actually starts in the hearts of people, in the hearts of men. We have become quite numb to the symptoms of sin and somehow we've accepted it and have learned to live with it. We point to everyone else. It's their fault. It's, that, it's this guy's fault. That's why we're experiencing, experiencing all of these problems. Except the last person we want to point, out, point to is ourselves. It's as if the whole world is at fault except me, except us. I hope to first bring to clarity that you, including me, have the sinful nature in us. Our default is to sin. We're sinful people. We're sinful people trying our best to be good. We're not good people trying to sin. It's the other way around. People are selfish and prideful by nature. So I want to talk about the problem of the world is really a three-letter word. That's the root of the problem. It's called sin. Sin started with the fall, the fall of mankind. When Adam and Eve fell into sin, we inherited that lineage or DNA all throughout history. Sin is nothing, anything that opposes the divine laws of God. Who has the right to say what is sin and it's not sin? Well, the standard of good and evil can only be defined by the Creator, God. Thou shall not kill, thou shall not covet thy neighbor's wife, thou shall not steal, thou shall not bear false witness, don't lie, etc. All these laws were created by God. Sin is the problem of the world and it's in every person's heart. 
This three-letter word has brought agony and pain. You know, it says the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life summed up into one, sin. See, the sin has, if there's a tree and there are three major roots, it will be summed up to these three that I just mentioned. There's a verse in the Bible which says, for everything in the world, the lust of the eyes, think about this, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God live forever. All our sins are deeply rooted and fall under these categories. Again, the lust of the flesh. What's the lust of the flesh? Anything that has the five senses. You want to please yourself. You want to, for example, you, you see this chocolate cake. I keep telling my friends, if you look at it, you keep looking at that thing too long. It's no longer, it's going to disappear. You're going to eat it because there's a desire of the flesh. Many times the reason why people sin is because of the loss of the flesh. Why do people sin? I tell people because sometimes, many times, sin is pleasurable. It's pleasurable to the flesh. Why is there so much addiction? Why is there so much lust? Because it's pleasurable. The lust of the flesh. Why do people overeat? Because it's pleasurable. It's a sin to do things, right? Why are people wanting so many things? Possession. Again, the lust of the eyes. Why are there so many greedy people? The lust of the eyes. They want more. It's never ending. People are tempted to cheat and to lie because of the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. Why are people lying? It's the same thing. Why are people envious? Envy, jealousy, people fighting against each other because of the pride of life. It's called ego. People do things out of ego. People work so hard because they find that, you know, ego is very synonymous to reputation. They want to make sure that they, they look good, that their reputation is good. It's called the pride of life. It's the root of sin inside of hearts, our hearts. Our sinful nature loves the things of the world. By the way, God wants to bless you with the things of, things of this world. He wants to bless you with things. But when we put those things before God, that's when it becomes lust. For example, if you buy things you can't afford, that's not right. God wants you to have them, but not at that time. When we begin to want something more than God, it becomes an idol in our lives. What are the things that you want even before God? It becomes lust. Lust, in where, when, lust is when you're consumed by something you want more than what God wants for you. Of course, the way to fight is be content with what God's give you. Pride, on the other hand, is our ego. Ego is very selfish by nature. It tends to think more of myself than others. Ego makes you think that you're better than others. Pride is self-centered, self-absorbed. It's thinking of ourselves more highly than others. You know what pride is? When you think you're entitled, that's pride. I'm entitled. I deserve this. No, we don't deserve anything. We don't deserve anything. Okay? You don't deserve. I work hard for this. Well, let me tell you this. Who gave you your intelligence? Who gave you your strength? Who gave you your life? You came out from dust. You're, we're nobodies. But then now we begin to think we're like gods, that we deserve everything. That is the pride of life. That's well where, where everything is happening. Murder. 
um, you know, killing and destroying one another. Wars. Why? It's because of the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, wanting more land, the lust of the eyes. Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you. So what separates us from being moral? What separates us from being with God are our iniquities. Iniquity is another synonym for sin, except that iniquity is something, it's like willful willful or intentional act of disobeying God. That's what iniquity is, okay? Another verse, Then I acknowledge my sin to you and did not cover my iniquity. I said I will confess my transgression to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Again, transgression, trespasses, iniquity, sin. In this one verse, sin, iniquity, and transgression are all mentioned. The word sin and its cognates, are you 786 times in the New International Version of the Bible? Sin means to miss the mark. Wow! Missing the mark. It can refer to doing something against God or going up against a person or doing something that's not right according to the Bible. Sin is the general term for anything that falls short of the glory of God. Sin will always result in repercussions that destroys there are consequences. There are penalties. Every time you sin, there are consequences. God does not let sin go unpunished. The sin nature of man is present in every human being since the fall of Adam. If left unchecked, continual sin leads to death. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's, it's full grown, will give birth to death. Oh man. When you sin, you become numb and callous. And if you keep doing this, repetitive sin will eventually blossom and it will kill you. Sin leads to a downward progression that if left unchecked will lead to death. Our sin nature gravitates towards selfishness, pride, envy, and self-centeredness. This is the default of all human race. The Apostle Paul even alluded to this, to his propensity to sin. He says, for I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That's what Paul said. That is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. I know what is right. I know what I have to do, but I can't carry it out. Transgression, on the other hand, refers to presumptuous sin. To transgress is to choose to intentionally, willfully trespass. Iniquity is more deeply rooted. It's more deeply rooted. It's to continue seeing without remorse or repentance. It refers to a premeditated choice. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. By the way, everyone, you and me, we all for, fall short of the glory of God. There's not a single person on earth that is good. There's not a single person on earth that have not sinned. Everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. But the Bible even tells us that no one is good, not even one. As it is written, there's no one righteous, not even one. There's no one who understands. There's no one who seeks God. We never sought God. God sought us. All have turned away. They have turned together towards worthlessness. There's no one who does good, not even one. Whether it's sin, transgression, or iniquity, all of these 
lead to a separation from God. And all the problems of the world is deeply rooted in sin. Sickness and diseases, doubt and unbelief, fear and worry, rejection, loneliness, depression, hate and violence, murder, addiction, lust, envy and pride, unforgiveness, and all sorts of problems have plagued mankind because of sin. The thief, Satan, and his legion of dem demons are here to steal, kill, and destroy you. I want to steal your destiny. He wants to kill God's plan for you. He wants to destroy your purpose. He's causing mankind to fall into sin by tempting them, lying to them, condemning them, and deceiving them. People fall into all kinds of sin. Sin goes against the very purpose of why God created mankind. I want to explain to you that there are two kinds of sin, so you'll know. Okay. First is sin of commission. The sin of commission are sins we shouldn't be doing, but we committed it anyway. Okay, thou shalt not kill, and then you kill. Thou shalt not lie or steal. This is the sin of commission. The second kind of sin is the sin of omission. To omit. The sin of omission are sins we should be doing. Okay, God told us to do these things, but we neglect to do them. What are examples of sin of omission? God told you to to love your wife. God told you to save money for a dry season. God told you to meditate on the word day and night. A lot of people omit those things and this is a sin. There are things that God tells you to do, but you don't do or we don't do, right? And by the way, what's the consequence of sin? The wages of sin is death. Death here is referring to an eternal separation from God. Oh, it's not a peaceful place. That's in Romans 6.23. An even bigger problem is that the penalty for our sins are not just experienced here on earth, but it has eternal consequences. Consequences that will go on forever and ever. It separates us from God, not just in this life, but for all eternity. The Bible calls that hell. The Bible describes hell as a place of outer darkness, a lake of fire, a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth, a place of eternal separation from God. Houston, we have a problem right? Sin is the problem. But what's the solution? Let me just say this. God hates sin. It displeases him. More than that, he died because of our sins. He became the solution to all our problems in this world. The solution to the problems of the world is Jesus Christ. Jesus paid the penalty for all our sins so that we will no longer be enslaved to sin. The more you fall in love with God, folks, the lesser and lesser you would sin. Because when you fall in love with God, you will hate what He hates, and He hates sin. This is the power of love. Love conquers over a multitude of sin. It covers up over a multitude of sin. Love is such a powerful word. word. That when you love your neighbor, and you love the people around you, and when you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, that is the solution to all the problems of this world. It's not just guns and social media. It's the love for God. 